everyone. Welcome to the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Uh, joining me today is Chris Ball, the co-founder, president, and chief scientific officer at AI Proteins. Chris, how are you today? Doing great. Yeah, excited to be here. Excited to have you here. Let's dive right in. Tell us about your background and then kind of tie that into an overview of AI Proteins. Sure. So let's see. I'm a, a lifelong protein geek. And in particular, I'm really passionate about designing proteins totally from scratch. So when a lot of people think about proteins, probably the first thing that comes to mind is food. Um, but perhaps I think there's becoming a, a greater awareness that proteins are so much more than that, right? I think a lot of folks hear about, you know, genetics and genomics and the importance of your DNA and, and what that means for controlling your biology, but maybe it hasn't quite penetrated into the, into the social awareness quite uh, as deeply as the fact that the primary function of DNA is to encode blueprints for manufacturing proteins. And it's really proteins that mediate the chemistry of life. And in particular, if we can design new proteins, we can design them to be medicines and very, very effective medicines. So we specialize in a type of protein engineering and design called de novo design. And so historically, when people are trying to make protein-based medicines, they take something that existed in nature and repurpose it, change it, modify it a little bit uh, to use it as you know, something useful, like a drug that blocks inflammation, for example. Uh, you could use that to say treat rheumatoid arthritis. We take a really different approach. Instead of starting with a natural molecule, we use artificial intelligence and molecular modeling to build completely new protein structures. They have no evolutionary history. They're just completely artificial in their shape but they're still made of the same natural building blocks that all proteins are made of. And so they're very safe. So AI Proteins is a company that specializes in building proteins de novo. Um, my background is I was a, a faculty member at the Institute for Protein Innovation here in Boston. I was one of the founding faculty members at that institute. And in the summer of 2021, started exploring an opportunity to spin a company out of my research lab. And in the process of talking to investors and talking with people in my lab, uh, really kind of got swept up into it. There's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm from both the investment community and from my own lab members. And uh, in the fall of 2021, I resigned from academia, canceled all of my grants and sponsored research agreements and uh, co-founded AI Proteins and uh, all the postdoctoral fellows and research associates from my uh, academic research group joined the company as well. And uh, actually one of the, the admins uh, from the department also came uh, came with us. So we had a great founding crew uh, and uh, been about a year and a half now at AI Proteins and been uh, exciting times and a tremendous amount of progress. What was the transition like from academia to, you know, startup, startup world? Yeah. So uh, I guess I was at, you might say a startup research institute. So the, the IPI was founded in 2017, um, uh, right, essentially right when I joined. Um, and so I had been through the process of setting up a, 
a whole new organization from scratch there. So it felt kind of familiar. Uh, the Institute was also um, founded by Tim Springer, one of Boston's most famous biotech entrepreneurs. And the Institute itself has a very entrepreneurial spirit and feels more like a biotech company than is common in academia. So I have to say the transition felt very familiar. So you actually had a, a different, uh, a different structure than, you know, there, I was talking with someone the other day and they were talking about how so many great academics at some point will leave to, to go into, you know, building out these biotech companies. Um, but they're coming from, they're not coming from like the startup academia space. So you actually probably had a much smoother transition as a result. Interesting. Yeah. Now let's, let's dive in a little bit, Chris, to, you know, talk us through how, uh, how AI, um, what's it called? How AI proteins are, you're currently utilizing computational protein design to engineer these synthetic microprotein therapeutics that will basically bind to any target. Talk, I, I know that was a long question, but let, let's dive into that a little bit. Right. So, um, Maybe we'll just take a step back for a moment and say, you know, we're designing de novo protein therapeutics. And so we control all elements of the protein, right? We're building this from scratch. Um, and because we can essentially build anything, you have to choose what do we build. And so we focus on a particular area called mini proteins. So this is, this is really our specialty. And a mini protein is a very small protein, as the name might make it sound like. And there's a, another concept called a peptide, which is like a even smaller protein. So a mini protein kind of sits in the middle between these two categories of molecules. And in particular, the mini protein is special because it adopts a three-dimensional shape. Now, a larger protein adopts three-dimensional shape. That's how it functions. And when you get really small, that shape becomes really complicated to design and to design it well. And if you design it, I would say to a degree that you might refer to as immaculate, like this thing has to be perfect, then you can get some really remarkable properties for the molecule. Um, if you think about you know, having breakfast in the morning, back to the protein food analogy, when you're cooking eggs, right? It starts off, the egg white is actually clear. And as you cook it, it changes color. It's no longer clear becomes opaque. That's because the protein and the egg, mostly protein, uh, they, they're, they have these complex three-dimensional shapes that give them function. And then as you cook them, those shapes break apart and they turn into this like not, you know, knotted mess of, uh, of uh, denatured protein. Um, mini proteins are essentially like an uncookable egg. When we design them correctly, they're so stable you can boil them and they don't change their shape. If you were to boil antibody medicines like Humira or like the Regeneron antibody cocktail that I'm sure everyone heard about during the pandemic, you boil those medicines, they break down and lose their, their effectiveness. So we don't often need to boil our medicines, but there are many places in the world where refrigeration is not that accessible. And perhaps you want the medicine to be able to sit in the back of a truck driving through the desert at very high temperatures and be able to survive that so that it can reach all the people that need it. Mini proteins are a modality that actually has the potential to do this. 
And so this is an area that we really want to focus on because we think we can make a big difference. And they're so hard to design that you need AI, you need uh, supercomputers to be able to help get the structures just right so that they can function like we need them to. And, and what are some of the, you, you mentioned the difficulty, right? What are some of the challenge faced in this area of research? So I think that the most fundamental uh, part of the challenge is this, that our understanding of molecular behavior is still very primitive. So historically, the field has tried to take a first principles-based approach. So we try to understand the physics of how molecules interact, uh, how molecules behave in solution. We tried to model that and then use that to design. And that worked for a long time. This is the way that I trained during my postdoctoral studies um, many years ago. Today, we're using artificial intelligence. So we don't actually have to understand necessarily the underlying physics for how this works. The model gains an implicit understanding and then can be used to design proteins. Um, so I, yeah, I think that we're essentially bumping up the, the fundamental uh, understanding of like how physics works at the molecular level. That's why this is challenging. Now, let, let's talk... A big, big part I always like to dive into is uniqueness, differentiation, right? Um, you're, you, not, not, not your, you know, your company in particular, but it's, it's a big space that you're in. There tends to be, at some point, the competition level uh, changes, right? Talk us through what sets AI proteins apart from the other biotech companies uh, in two ways, right? In terms of your drug discovery and development approach. So... You know, AI is making huge, uh, you know, impacts in, in, in many areas. One of the things that's really challenging for groups that have really sophisticated computational tools is also having the really sophisticated skills in the wet lab. Um, so one of the things that we, we really pride ourselves on is having a deeply integrated interdisciplinary team. You know, one of the important ramifications of the computational design part being hard and, and uh, us not understanding how molecules work that well necessarily, is that uh, our designs, our predictions, when we create a molecule in, a, in, in silico and we want it to do something, it often doesn't do that when you make it in the real world. So you have to go into the lab, make the protein, purify it, and do careful biophysics to show that the molecule does what the computer designed it to do. And if you only have the design part and you don't have the wet lab part, it's really easy to go off on a tangent and not know, not know about it until you kind of check in with the real world and see that the simulation lines up with reality. So we've spent a lot of time building a high throughput biochemistry lab that leverages a lot of robotics. Um, because design is hard, you need to test a lot of things so you can fail a lot of times to be successful. And then once you get the initial molecule that actually works, the next step is optimizing it so that it has all the characteristics that it needs to be a functional drug, including potency. We've invested a lot of time in technology uh, development on our optimization process. And this has enabled us to accelerate the entire drug discovery and optimization process, which can take years traditionally uh, to really just weeks. Wow. You're, um, 
And, and, and what continues to drive you and being in this space, right? You, so you were on the academia, uh, you know, academia side of things. Obviously, you were passionate about the research. Uh, now you're building this company. What continues to, you know, I, I, I recently interviewed someone and they were talking about when you're in this space and you're developing these, you know, game-changing um, drugs, like what, like in your approach, what continues to drive you every single day when building out this company and, and you know, coming into work? So I've been working on mini proteins for over a decade now. Um, at the beginning of my postdoc, I started learning a little bit about mini proteins and got introduced to them and, and learned about their potential. Um, mini proteins exist in nature. You often find them in like venoms of, of uh, like scorpions and, and uh, spiders. And, and there's these like these carnivorous snails uh, that, uh, that, that have mini proteins. But you can't really repurpose the natural ones very easily. You need to design them from scratch. But the, the potential for these to impact the world is amazing. It's incredible. It's truly hard to overstate. Um, it's an entirely new area of medicine, but they can also be used for things like next-gen pesticides and diagnostics. And so my mission is to have the mini proteins themselves realize their full potential to do as much good as possible in the world. This means curing, you know, hundreds of diseases that affect humanity today, and then pivoting towards biodefense and making agriculture safer and less, you know, uh, harmful for the environment and all of these things. So, um, yeah, my mission is to make as many, many proteins to as many targets as possible and to get them out into the world so they can do as much good as possible. And that kind of ties in, Chris, with my last question was around, you know, what kind of impact uh, does AI proteins hope to make on the future of medicine as a whole? So I, I think, you know, part of that, if there's anything else you want to add to that based on that question, but it seems like that really encompasses, uh, you know, exactly what you're trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think we're just scratching the surface and there's so many extra features and mini proteins that make them great. The potential to really drive down the cost of goods and manufacturing costs. Uh, also, I think can unlock the potential to use advanced biologic medicines in global health applications. We're, we're currently really cutting edge, like antibody therapeutics are not really helping people in rural India right now. And mini proteins have the potential not only to do a tremendous amount of good in wealthy countries like the US, but also to help everyone on the planet. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast here today. Hopefully we can have you come on in the future, maybe get you on a panel with some of your uh, uh, folks that you really admire in the space as well. And we can dive more into things. But uh, again, really appreciate you coming on the show here today. Yeah, Jared, thanks so much for having me. It was a great time today.